Welcome to the Delipod with me, James Delipod. And I know I always sound very excited about this week's this week's special guest, but I'm not because it's not a special guest. It's Dick. It's the guest. It's Dick time. Dick, I, there are there are going to be so many people who who are. This is going to be like manna. This is going to be like an oasis after after months. That's how it feels in the desert. Well, last time you were up here and we were in this very room, although we very cunningly pretended we weren't. Don't remember? You, you haven't told. You could get. You know what the police are like. They could easily go back and and retroactively, retrospectively punish us for. I wouldn't put. No, joking aside, if you look at what's happening in Australia at the moment. Oh in Victoria God. specifically, the, I know the, the Australians Nazis. are quick to say it's not the whole. It's not the whole of Australia, mate. It's just Victoria. Yeah. Those guys are mental. Is that, and, what they're um, saying? Is that what they're saying? It's almost exactly like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's full Nazi. They've even gone for the black shirts on the police. They have. And uh, but do you know, it wasn't initially. Back in the day, it was not Victoria, which was Australia's fascist state. It was Queensland had the reputation of being the fascist state under Joe Bielke Peterson, I think. Was well, the you know what? We actually, as luck would have it, have an Australian in the room with us yeah, right and, now. And nodding. I, I, was, I was actually looking across yeah. for, for cues, and he was giving me visual cues. Just, really just, just to fill in our, our, our special friend here... Uh, we, because James has visited, uh, he's come up to Worcester to see me. Um, well, not really. You may, may need to see your osteopath. Um, <laughs> of, of which more later. Yeah. Um, I, I suggested it's Wednesday. Let's go out for a drink and see if any of the guys want to come along. And of course, everyone does. And so... What, both of them? Uh, <laughs> both Hector of them and Simon, yeah. uh, a, another regular, have come up from deepest Leicestershire to come and... Uh, um, have a drink with us tonight, but uh, it does make them available now for questions about and, Australia. They're in the room with us right now. Also, oral sex services should we require them <laughs> during the podcast? <laughs> if you hear a slapping sound, it's more likely to be one of the dogs. One of the dogs, yeah, it is very likely. Um, but yes, Hector, you, I noticed you were making comments about. On Twitter, you were saying, if anyone is surprised about what's happening in Victoria, then you haven't been paying attention. Do you want to just um, uh, expand on that? Well, Victoria, Melbourne especially, always seem to be, um, I was just talking to Simon about this, uh, and he made the point that it's Australia's most European state with sophisticated people who are very knowledgeable about the world and consider themselves very tolerant. But in fact, like most leftists, they're very intolerant. And they've had some awful governments over the years. Even the liberal governments, who are like the equivalent of the conservatives, have been really, really authoritarian and awful governments. So in a way, it's not a surprise that it's happening uh, in, in Melbourne and Victoria. But in a way, it is, because it, it is supposed to be the civilised part of Australia. But we can see now it very much is not the civilised part at all. It is a very nasty part. Yeah, that 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 the video of that woman being attacked. Who by it turns security. out was mask exempt after all that anyway. Was she? Yeah. I wonder wonder whether whether she can sue or, or oh, something. Well, good luck with that. But I tell you, I tell you what, it is scuppered um, Operation Flee to Oz that that I, I'd been toying with. Yeah, but I mean, th- think that Melbourne, correct me if I'm wrong, is kind of like the Brighton of Australia in a way. I mean, it, it is uber liberal. And as it turns out in this whole thing, 
to no one's surprise, it turns out liberals love authoritarianism. And uh, ironically, or not at all, it's the conservatives who are fighting for freedom. So, yeah, as Hector said, we shouldn't be surprised that they've gone like that. And uh, as an example of just how bad it can get over here, then, you know, look no further than those Aussies. But I tell you what, dear, I feel like... I feel like we've plunged straight into full sexual intercourse without any foreplay. We do this, though. I've noticed that uh, in the preamble, we end up going down an avenue that uh, right. just leads on to a, a cul-de-sac and another road. and a Various people have said, I know because I, I, I read the comments on the YouTube channel, and various people said, we want more dick, we, dick, <laughs> dick. Dick, the Dick podcasts are our, our favourites, and I think that's really touching. I, I like. I don't. I don't know how. I'd love to know what proportion of the of the Delling Pod fan base. What proportion of them think Dick is best? I mean, not not better than me, obviously. I mean, I mean, the Dick podcasts are best. I I think it's because I'm non-specific, and you know, if you're interviewing an economist, you're, an NPC. you're going to talk. No, I'm not an NPC. That's yes, not you are. Yeah, orange man, bad. Um, I think it's because anything goes and it's quick fire, easy come, easy go, light, uh, generally, hopefully positive. Somebody used the word whimsy, which I didn't like. Oh, dear. No, No, I don't don't think I do whimsy. No. No, fuck whimsy. By the (laughs) way, can I tell you something sad? Can I tell you something really sad? Go on. Um, When I was, as you know, I've been in great pain for the last fortnight and a bit and i've been on all manner of painkillers including including valium which which is great but a bugger to get off i mean it, it, it well i yeah i i found it i found it difficult um um i mean unexpectedly you know i, th- I thought yeah I can, I can just go cold turkey it's fine anyway i was just coming off my valium but i was still in 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 great pain and i got this email from one of my patreons and she said, "Dear, dear James, I just wanted to let you know that I am cancelling your pa- uh, my my Patreon support for you, because um, you swore, you've been swearing on some of your podcasts, and you said, you said that you weren't going to try and swear, and you were, and, and I, I, on occasion, I've I've heard you discouraging other people from swearing, but you, you use the you use swear words, and and." I, I think that if you have to swear, it's a sign of a limited vocabulary, and I'm very sorry, um, and and so I'm so I'm cancelling my 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 payment. And I was thinking, part of me thought I totally believe in in free markets, and I think patrons, you know, they, I mean, it's, it's entirely up to them whether they whether they want to support you or not. Um, at the same time, I was I was, she caught me in in a moment where I was in the, in the bleakest despair, mm-hmm. and I just thought. Oh my God! Oh my! One of my patrons has 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 left me, and I was thinking actually to to people considering supporting me in the future, if you're going to drop me for something as slight as the occasional potty mouth episode, I'm not sure I want you as a patron in the first place because actually it's worse when you when you support me and then you. You you pull the rug away from me. It's it, it's a weird. I mean, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I, I don't want to sound all kind of all, all wounded and vulnerable. But at the same time, it's a, it, it, it's a it's a weird experience having a having a sort of um, having patronage. Um, you sort of on the one hand, you're you're very very grateful to your your supporters, and uh, on, on the other hand, you don't want to be beholden to them because you want to be you. 
Well, it's a, it's a microcosm of um, getting voted into Parliament, isn't it? It's sort of like you oh do. God, don't don't lower the tone, Dick. That's <laughs> awful. Are you saying I'm like an MP? Well, you're you pretty. No, you can't say pretty that. Pretty soon, you're beholden to people. I, I'm not. I'm not buying this analogy at all. No, I think. Okay. I think it, it's ne- like needs saying. Work. It's like you're saying. Like, like I'm a child rapist almost. I mean, <laughs> you're not. I know. Not literally, but 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 kind of you are. I just. I mean. But this is why you'd never make a good MP or sure. an MP I'd at sure. all. Who are these people who? Who are these people who say to me, "You should go into Parliament. You, you should go into politics." You know, I'd vote for you. Yeah, right. I mean, I'd vote for me because I think I'd be in theory, I'd be great. But in reality, I, I think at best you could have been an all right MEP because you'd have gone there, caused trouble. Uh, had I'd have been laugh. very good at, at the expenses. Very good at. The I expenses, mean, as long as I had a but secretary. that would have been that would have been positively encouraged. I would have been, I tell you what, I would have been only good at with my expenses if I had an assistant. Which would come with the job. Yeah, an attractive assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Senor James. Oh, I she, will, she's European. I think she's Spanish. Oh, fantastic. Because Dan Hannan's um, little helpers were all Spanish. They were right. lovely. Yes, yes. Little helpers. Yes, yes, Senor, <laughs> Senor James. I know you fight. No, I can't do Spanish accent. Senor, <laughs> Senor James. I, I know you find it very boring doing your ex- expenses, expenses. <laughs> so I will, I will do them for you. That, and that would be great. Well, but yeah. It would be worth it just to have somebody do my expenses for me. But anyway, you missed that one. Yeah, I missed I that mean, one. I missed uh, that, 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 that boat. An that episode for another time. Um, so um, shall I tell you the story of the having to take the dogs to the vet during times of COVID? Because the vets have started seeing pets again and one of one of the pets one of the dogs did, the, did, did vets stop doing it during um, during the, the i think the, the it was kind of emergency stuff but what they now tend to do is you have to phone them up mm. you ha- and they meet you in the car park and take your pet away which is pretty ghastly yeah, depending it's quite a good on what service actually <laughs> given my, my no, dog they, they, think... they, they bring them back so oh. I w- one of the annoying things was having to wear a mask just to pass the dog over to the vet. You didn't. And because the, the, the vet couldn't understand what I was saying was wrong with the dog, because my face was I took along a picture of Piers Morgan. Yes. And I held it up to the vet yeah. and then pointed at the dog. Yeah. And the vet nodded and, and said, you want its anal gland squeezing, don't you? And I nodded. And he knew. That is fantastic. Isn't that amazing? That is, I think a lot of people whose dogs need their... Well, can you just, just remind me? I know this is disgusting, actually. Some people might do... Some people might, might quite like some it. People if ha- you're eating, some people are you having breakfast. Stop. Actually, no, 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 let's not go there. But you, 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 just so It is a condition with dogs. Yeah. Uh, and it's something you're kind you're of your supposed dogs. to be able to do yourself. But if, if they're functions aren't going properly it can lead to this thing needing i think but obviously this is a joke story uh, a gentle listener because i wouldn't wear a mask for the vet no even though they were actually asking me to wear one and i no. said uh, no 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 do you i hope spaniels don't need their anal glands squeezing, squeezing. because i think it's only manky dogs like your lurchers that well the, the, these were free dogs yours wasn't it well i say free they're rescues so yeah they're quite cheap yeah, mine was an expensive expensive dog, dog. yeah really expensive. yeah well i hope you're getting your money's worth out of it yeah well it actually barked last night yeah a lot because of the thunder all oh, right yes that was yeah. uh, that was something else yeah yeah um 
Well, that that's the, well, that was a conversation, that, Kelly, wasn't it? That's the anal gland yeah, organ story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it, it got us briefly onto the subject du jour of masks. Now, just about everyone meeting tonight at the pub will be vigorously anti-mask crowd, as pretty much if you're a libertarian, you pretty much got to be. Um, but we've all been one way or another enjoying mask-free shopping, haven't we? It's been it's been very exciting, and I think we've all been through the same experience. And I would urge all, well, urge my only special friend because there is only one, to to brave to brave the supermarkets because every supermarket, as we know, has a security guard, and and, and you sort of you're st- stealing yourself before you go through the door. What, what am I going to do? What am I going to say if the security guard confronts me? Am I going to say? My wife's having a baby, or, or, or <laughs> please or, don't hit me, or, or would you say, um, are you going to be belligerent, or are you going to say, um, I've got a, I've got a medical condition which prevents me from needing to wear a mask. I've got an exemption, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because under the Disability Act, I'm not required to well, do. Well, I so. think that's the answer, but you don't do it in quite a, such a drawn out way. You confidently look them in the eye and say, it's all right, I'm mask exempt. And you smile. And if in the unlikely circumstances of them saying, what is your exemption? You say, well, under the Disabilities Act, you're not allowed to ask that. And yeah. You should know that. But I, but is this right, I, Hector? The, 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 this is the approach. Yes. Now, um, it should go no further than that. And dear listener, you will find that nine times out of ten, you will not even be challenged. Go in there, hold your head high. And um, enjoy your mask I've not shopping. Been, I've not been challenged once. And I think that it's probably because I look a pretty tasty kind of guy. I guess somebody who can really handle himself. Like and, Duron from uh, Fowder, well, maybe. It, it, it's funny you say, say that. <laughs> One of the things about not wearing a mask is that people can still see your features. And the number of times I've been accosted by, by Fowder fans saying, uh, excuse me, but are you the guy who plays Duron? And I have to, I have to disabuse them of this of this particular fantasy. I say, actually, I am Malatru from um, from Le Bureau. You see, which is I, my I, new haven't, I haven't latched onto you this. Bureau wait thing till yet. you get into Le Bureau. It's just fantastic. Right. Yeah. Um, I, we, I, I, we had I, a I bit like of to a work for French French intelligence, the DGSE. We're working our way through the the great sort of non-English dramas. And it's true what you say. There is nothing good on TV that, that that's domestic these days. I'm I'm lining up. I, I imagine it's called Dunkel. I'm just guessing. Do you reckon? The German series? The Dark? Dark? Right. Dunkel? Yeah, probably. You're guessing that this is going to be made soon? No, no, no. It's already been made. Oh, right, okay. it's, it's in its third season. I, oh, right. some, some people have said to me, if you like foreign series... Oh, it has been recommended to me and then someone dissed it. I think I think the missus told me it was... Oh, I don't know. She, no, it's, it's got difficult timelines in it. She, that's right. Confusing timelines. And She probably, had me watching the new series of Das Boat. You know, complete with lesbians. It's Das Scheit. It is Das Scheit. I, das I think I lasted shite. two episodes... And it, it's honestly, it, it, it's barely anything to do with submarines. No, and it's everything not. to do with lesbians. It's it's and it, not even it's good so, ones. It's so unrealistic that the the way they contrive to get a female aboard a U-boat. Can you imagine that? I mean, you know how 
how superstitious. You know, it's almost like someone's trying to make drift. You know, my uh, my, my woke version of Zulu. Just remind us. Well, Drift was going to be um, more diversity casting, so a few white Zulus, but also a, f- a few um, black Welsh borderers. And um, uh, it sounds like you're talking about 1917 there, Dick. Let's not give any. No, that could be a. I'm just. I'm just trying to warm up old Lawrence Fox to come back onto the. Um, onto the, the podcast again and obviously I don't want to frighten him off by, by the thought that I might mention 1966 but, but, but Das Boat being what it is can you imagine the, the, the pitch meeting for it of, of the, the guy going well you know Germans and submarines it's all a bit blokish yeah. and warlike and they yeah. no no wait wait we've got we've got lots of civilian storylines with this oh really oh, oh, escaping Jews would be good yes we've got some of that and, and, and women not just women. The the women are lesbians. Oh, this is brilliant. I I I'm very much sounding like this is going to be uh, uh, green lighted. Yeah. So hardly any submarine. Almost no submarine. <laughs> um. Incidentally, this brings me on to one of the things I'd written down that I want to mention. Yeah. Things Dick recommends. Okay. That sounds a great great new category. Um. I watch this thing called pitch meetings and on a channel called screen rant okay you can find it on youtube yeah and it's a guy who basically plays two parts him himself and the guy he's pitching it to it's a hollywood pitch one guy goes in he's pitching an idea for a film yeah. okay it's it's about 15 minutes long each one yeah but they've got all the episodes of game of thrones every recent hollywood blockbuster you can think of is being pitched to a guy who's picking holes in the ridiculous ideas it doesn't sound very good the way I'm no, describing it. does. It, but look up Pitch Meetings under a channel Screen Rant. Just search for those things on, on YouTube and you'll find pretty much what I was just doing with pitching the, the woke Das Boat. And, there's, uh, there's so much good shit out on the internet. The, the, uh, did you ever, have you ever come across some, I think it's called TV Tropes? No. TV Tropes, they, they analyse every... Uh, I just came across it when I was looking at... Um, Chernobyl, the Sky series, which mm-hmm. which is which is really good. Uh, but I was I was before I wrote my review, I, I wanted to see stuff like how accurate is it? Did the guys who went I did in all there that because you, you want to believe every bit of it? But it turns out it was rather it's all, fanciful. It's all kind of made up. Yeah, yeah. It, there was no place called Chernobyl. There was no <laughs> there was no nuclear reactor. It probably. was actually a wind turbine. It was a wind turbine that yeah, one of the blades dropped off. Yeah, yeah. And an owl was slightly damaged. An owl was slightly damaged, and they closed the whole area off. In fact, the, the <laughs> reaction in Chernobyl, in the, the area that we mistake for Chernobyl, not dissimilar from the overreaction in um, to COVID nineteen. Yeah. Um, anyway, TV tropes. It it, it sort of uh, it puts things into the context of TV land generally. All these cliches that come in. So so for example, the mission of no return, whatever that those 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 men went on, that kind of thing. The things they say. It just analyzes it, it's very familiar with with every every trick of mm-hmm. the screenwriter and, and you realise So it's that pretty much going to ruin every film yes. for you. Oh it totally does. Oh right. It, great. To, it ruins everything. I was watching um this new series last night with Boy um called oh, what's it called? It's about the name will come to me. the The USP is that the is that the the hero works for the New York uh, police as a serial killer profile right. profiler, but get this, he's got special insight because his dad 
is a serial killer. Is. It was. Yeah, was, he's, right. he's behind bars. Okay. His dad is basically Hannibal Lecter. Okay. And he goes to his, he has meetings with his dad and they, 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 they bond while dad gives him insights into what it's like. There's basically a, Silence of the Lambs rehashed. Yeah, yeah. So, so before, before I um, watched it with Boy, who, who, who almost never watches TV with, with me, I, I, I told him that this was the premise and then he, then he listed all the things that it's been ripped off from. Ranging from Silence of the Lambs, as you say, mm-hmm. to to um, Dexter, to um, Hannibal, to right the way across to House, and he's talking about about how you've got a high functioning individual, and he's constantly in these situations where all his colleagues are saying, "You've really gone too crazy this time." You, mm. <laughs> everything's been done before, which is why 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 we are so pathetically grateful when we see a TV program that. How, oh, I, it's why I like, I like reading Mark Miller's comics. Yes, he, he's prepared to, to to break taboos and uh, yeah. actually take risks. I mean, you can see you can see why he's about the, the richest man in Scotland, can't you? <laughs> Is that really well, no, I'm just guessing. I'm, <laughs> right. no, no, I'm just guessing. But he he's, he has got a very good deal with Netflix. But he is a he is a he generates brilliant original ideas, mm-hmm. and not many people can do that. Not even not even committees can do that anyway how did we get here i can't remember um we got through it uh, do it through screen rant and things dick recommends on youtube and i've got another one to do oh yes one of the third wednesday group incidentally next wednesday is a third wednesday so um either come to worcester or arrange your own and let me know um that wasn't why i mentioned this if it, what will you let they let you know what will you do if you... we've got a website oh, okay. well, we want to actually promote other people's third wednesdays we, if you don't want to come all the way up from i don't know nottingham you start your own third wednesday and we'll advertise it for you and you can meet libertarians hmm? be down from nottingham wouldn't it down from Nottingham, all right, down. Yeah. Um, it's not really upwards. It just looks like that on the map. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so the other thing that I've been looking at on um, the internet, on the advice of one of the Third Wednesday guys, Andy... Is it... Is it... Is it... Is it no, bukake? it's not what you think it's no. going to be. Okay. It's yoga. I've taken up doing yoga in front of a computer screen, and it sounds pathetic and humiliating and woke, but... It's a 15-minute yoga session. The chap is called Sean Vig, V-I-G-U-E. Is it, is it live? No, but um, he's got these 15-minute yoga sessions yeah. for men. Look up the one that says it's for beginners um, flexibility training. Okay. 15-minute yoga. And so I've been doing this every morning. And you do downward dog and you do a child's um, pose, uh, a, a stretched-out cobra and all these things. But it's been brilliant for my back. Has it? So... Um, little bit Ooh. of a recommend. Uh, yeah, you see, you're talking about brilliant for your back, and I'm feeling so bad. I'm, I'm in such pain that. Well, I, now I, we can I'm talk jealous. about why you're down here, the, why you're actually oh here my in God. Worcester. Yes, I on, can. You finally took up my suggestion that you go and see my osteopath, Ken, Ken Brooks, who is a miracle worker. He is sorted out so many of my friends. He sorted out my back. You you walk into Ken's place, bent up double, and after a lot of screaming and grinding and crunching there is some crunching there is a lot of crunching you come out walking upright feeling like you're on cloud nine uh, and you've got a set of exercises to do afterwards but tell us about your so, experience so with yeah, ken so, so well i've i've been seeing various people for my for my condition which has been like really bad i've been in enormous enormous pain and um you mentioned ken 
And it was on a day when I couldn't get treatment with one of my other people for a while. And I thought, well, it can't be... You know, I've got to give it a go. What's the worst that can well, happen? What's, well, I don't know why I hadn't... I hadn't immediately thought to see an osteopath. I mean, I've seen I've seen, I've seen sports physios have been helpful, but but I hadn't I hadn't seen an osteopath, and partly it's because you want a personal recommendation, and partly it's because some osteopaths you can't get hold of them for about till a month's time because you know the, I think the, the Ken is rather in demand. I think because he's a backlog. fan that he 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 was he was willing he probably to probably made special. Mm-hmm special Ken time for me and you were nervous understandably so because I, I, I could tell by the way you were kind of semi recommending him but not totally because you didn't want to commit in case you got the call um, it's James from the the paralysis unit <laughs> the spinal unit um, you're, this is so true yeah it, it, it's quite a, a diff- dangerous thing recommending an osteopath to somebody because it, it it, it's not like recommending a, a, a someone who does your toenails or what have you. It, it, Ooh, it's can you have you got somebody you can? <laughs> no. I once I I once went. Um, I don't get. I really should actually because I deserve it, but I I don't get these very often. I got a speaking gig in. Um, what's that? Palm Beach, I think, in or South Beach or somewhere like that in Florida, right? An, an enclave where where the very very rich live, and and this guy was a fan of mine, mm. and he flew me out to Florida from where here to speak to a, a dinner. Was oh, this the one on a, on a ship? He wasn't on a ship. It wasn't no, a cruise ship. Thing. No, I, aren't aren't you um, thinking of my trip to that special island where the where the girls <laughs> look after you? What's it called? The, the one when you went with Toby Young. Yes, <laughs> that's but that that's a, that's a different episode. That one, dude. Right. Okay, it, it no, was, right. he was called Brian Epstein. <laughs> yeah, um, and he he discovered the Beatles. I think. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. Sorry, that digression. We're we're actually at inception level of digression within digression right now. You've gone to Florida to do. I did. I did have a cocodamol before before this podcast, so maybe that's that's affecting me. I I will eventually hoik you back onto onto the track. Oh yeah. So 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 I went. Yeah. So I spent the weekend with this lovely guy. And what do you do with a very rich person in America, um, in 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 Florida? What we did. He took me to his favourite pedicure place, and we had a, a side-by-side pedicure. <laughs> that's sweet. That's, that, that, that's what the toe thing triggered in you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I haven't have ever had one, but I do, looking down at my net bare feet right now, I think possibly... Don't, don't knock them. I, I suspect that, that Britain's economic recovery may depend on, on, on pedicures. Right. Um, which is why the, the, the ongoing lockdown situation worries me. So Ken, tell me Ken. about the, you. You rocked up and you'd accidentally scheduled in a radio interview at the same time. Oh, that's you? right. Yeah, I had to do a talk radio interview. So I Which turned up. Be slightly. I awkward. tried to cancel it. I kept trying to cancel it, but 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 I but I or rather I kept trying to tell them. Yes, I did. So I, I did my talk radio interview in the middle of the session. osteopath session. But anyway, yeah, Ken crunched me about and and and, and I felt terrible that night. But the next day. I felt in as little pain as I'd been in for, the, for for that fortnight, which was which was a great relief. And you've got a Ken session tomorrow morning, yeah. which is why you're here I am, tonight. I am looking forward to the Ken session in the same way that a Frenchman would look forward to his his weekly meeting with his mistress. Weekly? Why? Well, I don't. I think bi-weekly at the very least. I would have oh, thought. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. He's French. Respect. No respect to the French. <laughs> I, I, 
Were you, were you like the French anyway? Well, we our French friends, even within our group, are saying this whole reputation for French being uh, frequent and wonderful lovers is misplaced, yes. which is very encouraging because I, I, yes, I, I'd right. hate to think they were getting more than us. They I couldn't be getting less. I do think, though, French women are unusually hot. Do you not think? I mean, I know, I know it's not exactly controversial. It, it, it's or their way, isn't it? And that they are... They've got an arrogance mixed with a stylishness that makes even an average-looking French girl just hotter than she that's, would be that's, that's were she true. English. Although, you know, when I was in Germany, I was very struck by how good-looking the Germans are, in Frankfurt, anyway. Mm. I just, just thought, what are, what are really good-looking people? But people say, foreigners say, mm. when they come to London... Well, they used to say it before London became so kind of such a sort of melting pot, you might mm. as well be in anywhere mm-hmm. um, but they used to say that, that, that actually British girls were you know about the best I don't know um, anyway do on. you want yeah. to move uh, on to another yeah, let's subject do a, let's do a game thing well it's not so much a game thing as um, just zipping through your last few potties and, oh uh, yeah yeah okay a quick review zip, zip through them because uh, we've, we've I've, I've, I have upped I've if I, I, I over delivering. That's what I've been doing. Mm. I've been over delivering. It's ever since I, I, I set up my Patreon and my subscribe star. Subscribe star, by the way, for all those people who said, "I'm sorry, but I just can't. I can't subscribe to Patreon. It's just it's just against my morals. I just can't do it. So I'm not going to." Hello, I'm on subscribe star now. So fuck off with that excuse. Um, <laughs> I think it's your winning way that gets you all these um, these patrons. I worry. I worry about this. Fuck I worry. Off with that I worry about my. You see, this is the thing. I think I'm really good on content. I'm mm. absolutely shite at marketing, self promotion, self promotion, yeah. uh, all the things that actually really matter. I mean, I'm not naming any names, but there are people out there who just aren't nearly as good at good at actual content, but they get there. You know the picture quality better, and they get their their regularity. And they've probably got a production stuff. team behind them. I don't know. I think they're just kind of they're they're the kind of people who almost became accountants, but didn't, and have applied their accountancy skills to to making making the success of their podcast business. I mean, I'm not I'm not the, sounding the, I'm the, not sounding bitter, am I? I hope the skills don't always go hand in hand, do they? The, those who are best at a certain thing might not have the other skills necessary to go with them. I mean, I'm rubbish at promoting my art and, and my paintings. I, I, I don't put myself out there nearly enough. But lesser artists than me, I'm not saying I'm particularly brilliant, but even lesser artists yeah. than me are particularly good at wheedling their way into galleries or getting their stuff out there and um they just happen to be very good at self-promotion but what they're promoting isn't all that awesome it's like the people that god i remember this at school um the there were certain come the a-level year there were certain people who you'd kind of you know as as part of the kind of intellectual elite you know which which i can't help being but i just am i'm just naturally mm-hmm. naturally, naturally bright you know and i remember There'd always be people who'd been a really a bit a bit shit, but worked really hard, mm-hmm. and they surprised everyone, and they ended up getting a place at Oxbridge, mm. bastards, and it just just for hard work. I hate that, <laughs> don't you? Well, wouldn't you rather be the swan, you know, gliding yeah. along, you know, paddling furiously underneath, but nobody can see you? No, that's not that's not even right. No, I, I want to be the swan that's not even bloody paddling. That's that's me. I want to be the swan that's just kind of just 
cruising down without any effort like the swan you were just an hour ago when we <gasps> had a little dip in the river team to cool down river on this team? ridiculously hot day and you me and number one daughter went out for a, a quick dip but your arm is so buggered that you couldn't even do i a couldn't stroke, even could do breaststroke i can't do breaststroke I can so only you do you did back glide gracefully down with the current like a like a dead swan i tell you what i found disturbing there were lots of semi-naked girls there in their the, the modern young young lady seems to wear these kind of thong type type underwear they don't they don't wear anything demure anymore no they, they, it, were, and, it was and barely you, minimal and you see these buttocks and <laughs> the, the annoying thing is that you and i have both got daughters of an age where you look at girls like that and you think that could be my daughter no they're, see, the, they're the same age as our daughters yeah. and it, it, and it, it, it makes you very it, uneasy it ruins it for you it, it's not right but i think that that's nature meant that to happen I, did it? Did nature really? Yes, I, I think it kind of. But basically, it's also nature telling you you've got nothing they want. Yeah, but wait till I get some money. <laughs> wait till then, then because we know that's the thing that you say that nature has designed it so that so that um, young attractive women don't even look at people our age, mm. which you know is true. Yeah, but I also know that, that, that the part about the power of money to overcome that right. very, very, very easily. It can make a man very attractive. Yeah, exactly. So this is my plan. This is the, this is the money plan. Um, I haven't worked out how to make the money yet. That's the only problem. Right, well, let, let's, let's do the, the, the podcast Oh, yes, yes, go on. Go on. Um, I'm going to work backwards because I only... Um, in fact, I'm still five minutes left on the last one because I, I, I listen while I'm working. And uh, uh, the Donald Blaney, young chap, journalist. No, know? no, Donald. Donald's a, Donald's a lawyer. Well, who, who's the one? I, no, okay, so he's the one before the one. Yeah, I you're, you're, yeah. you're talking about Ronan, written, Ronan written Maher. Okay, Irish names. That's the confusion. We like, we, I, I listened to Ronan. Oh, and that's right. He, he told you how to pronounce his name. and I'm pronouncing it in the traditional Irish way. Right. Apparently, it's not how you pronounce it in England. But he has a very lovely, mellow way about him. And he was actually interviewing you. I don't, you know, I don't know if you're aware of it at the time. Yes. But, but it, it was nice. He was throwing things out there and saying, well, what's your opinion on this? And are you religious? And things like that. And, and you, I, I could feel that you were in pain and actually not really. No, I was very drugged up. I was uh, that was that was peak Valium then, and I think it really helped the podcast. Um, you well, it, it meant that you were very measured in what you were saying. Oh, was it? Yeah, God. no, it, it came across all right. Oh, good. So, so that was a nice one, and it's probably a, a bit like a, a Dick podcast in that it, it's not you're not going to be talking about what you think you're going to be. It talking was very about. long. It was an yeah, hour and forty. Yeah, yeah, I know. We're not going to that. We're going to miss our supper at that rate. All right, but. Um, the, I, do you know? I can hear the disappointment in the special friend. The there are tears already. Well. They, they just make the most of what we offer and okay. um, leave them hungry for more. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, on then to Donal Blaney. Yeah. Who? Um, yeah. If if I was in trouble, I'd want him on my, on my you'd side. Want, I, I'd want him in my trench. It's like calling in the King Tiger unit, isn't it? Really. Or an Apache. Squadron. Apache, yeah. yeah. Or a Hind squadron. I'd take an Apache over a hind. Would the you? Apache better, yeah, not nods from the, the other don't, guys. Don't, uh, don't hinds have more missiles? Oh, the hind, missiles? Is, the hind is the horrible the, big the, Russian the, yeah, thing. Yeah, the Russian it? thing. 
No. Uh, Apache is more like, um, I'm, I'm nimble. Mili- our military train spotters are just kind of, um, oh my God. D- d- um, Tosh's, Tosh's tweet about, about Prince Harry. Did you see that one? No. Oh. What is he called now? He's, called, he's not called Tosh Bur- Burnside, Burns- not Tosh. Burnside, not Tosh. Uh, well, we'll have to look it up. Anyway, it was very funny. He's going to be coming to one of our drinks in the not too distant future. Well, that'll be exciting. Yeah, that'll be brilliant. He'll be he'll be like fated, uh, like you are. Hmm? Maybe even more so. Well, he may he may take the pressure off of me because <laughs> I, I I do find constant adulation quite exhausting, particularly in my <laughs> present state. Um, before that, there was uh, Calvin Robinson who was there on the premise of uh, a, a noble noble cause, defunding the BBC. Yeah. So uh, I hadn't come across Calvin before, um, and I should have done. Because he's, I mean, he's got, he, he writes quite a bit for the Telegraph, for example. He's he, another he one of great. these bright young things. Uh, and, uh, you know, the older we get, the more there seem to be these bright young things. And they're not even that young. Bright they're young in their threats, 30s. as I call them. Well, yeah. 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 Um, before that, Brian of London, which, which I loved because obviously, you know, we heart Israel. And, well, um, but the only worry there was, was obviously, um, is it going to reduce the likelihood of Dick and James go to Israel, but it's not, is it? Why, why would it be reducing the likelihood? Oh, because you, you've sort of because um, I've done Israel, right? And I don't yeah, think that's doing Israel. Yeah, I think that's just a warm up. I think that that's just foreplay on Israel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, to, to use one of your favourite expressions. Yeah. Um, then uh, before that, I think there was the, the the man with two first names, Nick Timothy. Yes. Now he's kind of lovable. You can't really hate him respect for coming on the podcast yeah, in the first place given that i i've been a complete bitch about nick timothy on occasion and he was fully aware of that by the he sound knew, of it he, he totally knew it um but i'm afraid that nick for all his loveliness is very wrong. much part, he's part of the problem isn't he he's, he's what's wrong with with the conservative party because there are so many nick timothys out there who don't really believe in in Free markets, well, anything actually. Is, is it because they've become so tainted by the journey of getting to where they are, or do you think they were never fully on message? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I've spent so long work, trying to work out, in a state of despair, why it is that the Conservative Party is is so unconservative, and I've never really got any anywhere with it. I suppose it'd be an interesting study to see the sort of things these people were writing and saying on their ascent to becoming MPs and how their message has changed once they've become an MP. Yeah, there is that. Politics definitely has a corrupting effect on people. People go, definitely go native. But, but I, look, I, 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 here's, here's my worrying thought. I think that we are not as representative as we would like to think we are. That we are, we are probably outliers. The, the, the only reason I say that is because of of, of this polling and uh, um, gets done. People like Matthew Goodwin are always going on about this, where they say where the, where the research suggests that although Britain is um, socially conservative, that economically we are very left wing, way to the the left of of, of where you and I are and, hmm. and, and, and our special friend is I'm afraid and that that could be the problem right that, that all the wonderful things we, we we would like you know like like for Britain to become the Singapore of, of, of Europe 
I mean, apart from the the ban on drugs, I mean that that would be a bit dodgy, and and I I'm not sure about banning chewing gum, but everything else, um, a sort of free port, um, all those things, the 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 the, the voters don't want. They they actually want the the firm hand of big government. They want nationalised everything. They want Melbourne. They want Melbourne. Yeah, they do. Well, they, well, look at what's happened with 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 the, the whole. Response to coronavirus. Look how many people are, are loving lockdown, are loving the authoritarianism, are loving wearing masks whenever they get yeah. the opportunity to loving do so. Loving wagging fingers of people not wearing masks. Loving not having to work but still getting most of your income paid for that by is, uh, Uncle Rishi. Yeah. Loving eating out for free. It's extraordinary. While being told to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've nailed it there, Dick. Mm. Right, next next um, um next up was the awesome Kurt Schlichter. Yes, Kurt Schlichter. What another man you would want in your trench giving you fire support. Well, not fact, least because he's You had could probably military. go and put the kettle on, but he he would have the whole thing sorted he's himself. Probably he's probably strangled jihadis with his bare hands. I wouldn't uh, be Well, actually no, he's probably made he's probably turned their heads to pink mist with a barret a Barrett sniper rifle from a mile and 50, a half away. Fifty cal. Well, probably they don't do non fifty cal's, do they? But anyway, with no. A, with I think a, the, the fifty cal is at the extreme end of sniper rifles. Simon, it's a Barrett Light fifty. That's it. Yeah. Bar- Barrett Light fifty. But and other sniper rifles are available, aren't they? What What's the most common caliber for? In case you can't hear that, L ninety six. Accuracy International. And what caliber is that? Seven six two, oh, so okay. standard NATO. Yeah, room. okay. So, isn't it true that if a fifty, I don't know why I'm going to military porn here, but if a if a if if a fifty cal bullet even just goes near your head, that that even even without actually hitting it, it turns it to turns it to jam. So you and I could be really quite crap snipers, Dick, and yeah. still do effective headshots because we wouldn't actually have to hit the head. We'd just have to aim for a, a sort of aim for a football pitch size. <laughs> target area. I don't think it's that easy. Oh, is it not? Uh, no. Well, oh, I'm thinking of a daisy cutter bomb. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he, he he was pretty awesome. He was um, he, he was great. And what a man that he's. Okay, so he served in. He's been a, a colonel. A, he's a full colonel. Mm. He's commanded a, a battalion, I think, in in Iraq. He's been a stand-up comic, just for the for the shits and giggles. Mm. He's. A lawyer. Well, I mean, every American is a lawyer. That, that, that's the, the sad thing about America. Mm. Every educated person becomes a lawyer. They just do. It's not enough to hate them for, though. No, it? no, no. I don't, I don't hate. I love Americans. Okay. Yeah, but I'm lawyers, so. Oh. We don't love lawyers. No, no, we don't. No, by no, and large. No no, 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 no. Apart from the ones that, that like this, this pod. <laughs> uh, we love them. They're special. Yeah. Um. Luke Johnson before him. Yep. Luke Johnson, one of the few businessmen, f- few entrepreneurs fighting the fight for free markets. I mean, it's extraordinary what's happened to this country. I, that we are, we are apparently, uh, Britain I mean, we are about the worst place to recover from this, this fake pandemic. Mm. That, 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 um, well, no one's bloody returning to work, are they? No, they're not. And Even it, those who still have jobs? No. Partly it's that thing, people quite like Uncle Rishi's free furlough money, mm. which is great. I mean, we, what, what's not to like about sitting at home watching 
um, what's that Channel 4 series where they goggle box? You know. Well, we were out the other night enjoying uh, the dreadfully named Eat Out to Help Out. And uh, I, I, I turned to daughter and said, uh, this is nice, but your children will be paying for this. And she agreed it would be the case. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, it does stick in the craw slightly. You can't fully enjoy your apparently free meal for knowing just... Just, just what an unconservative thing it is to have done. However, I would add this slight caveat to that. I, I went into my favourite local, the Paul Pry, who, who uh, in Worcester, that uh, do some fantastic food, and I talked to them about it, and they said it's been an absolute boon to them. It's uh, they're busy on days they wouldn't otherwise have been, and it's like it's pretty much the difference between staying afloat and going under. The, this, well, Uncle Rich's free, yeah, free the, money. The, the free the free food thing. Yeah. It's got people going out. I mean, it is only Monday. Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So it, it does seem to be doing the thing it was intended to do. But Dick. who would have ever thought we, we saw such a scheme under a Conservative government? Can I just check here? Am I am I interviewing, am I chatting to um, guest Dick or is this Owen Jones I've got on <laughs> by mistake? I, I wanted at least to make a plea for the fact that I might be occasionally balanced, but no, you're not buying it. I don't like it. Okay. I don't like balanced dick. I won't dick. do it again. Don't ever do it again. <laughs> no. I think you'll, be, you'll probably find I, the hate we're going to get on, yeah? on the YouTube comments now from that. I, you've probably just actually killed my career. <laughs> Thanks, Dick. Thanks. Well, look, um, I'll just I'll, I'll just sell it as a, a, me putting out an ad for the Paul Pry, and I might get a pint out oh, of yeah, it. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, their own beer. It's very. Carry nice. on. Just try and dig yourself out of this hole now. Um, Alistair Haynes. Yes. Who? Um, well, he's was great. He a Hector friend. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. from. He's from he, Bristol. He's been writing stuff on the the, the Hector Drummond. He's a civilian uh, turn, magazine. Turn, turn warrior. Hectordrummond.com. Yeah. yeah. Which, of course, has become the must-read site throughout the the, uh, the scamdemic. It, it, it certainly has. In um, fact, Hector was onto it from the moment this thing started. He, he was all over the Neil Ferguson stuff, saying, "Do you know who this Neil Ferguson guy is?" And this was this was mid-March. You were all over that. Yeah. So you know, um, credit, credit. Yeah. The hat to, this is to, to this Hector. is one of the things that really, really puzzles me is that in the beginning when for those of us who'd been kind of lurking on the internet and looking at all this kind of scary footage of people being welded into their houses in China Mm. and and all and the internet rumor mill it did seem for a time I thought that coronavirus was a was a, a hideous new new viral threat that the, the like of which we hadn't seen since the Spanish flu. Well, that, that was because that was the bloody message. That was, well, yeah. But, but now, I mean, not, you know, okay, not everyone reads Hector's site. I know most people do. And they, but we've got Toby's Lockdown, Lockdown Skeptics, Skeptics which got, is fantastic. We've, got, we've got all sorts of resources, all sorts of perfectly reputable scientists, um, providing hard-headed evidence that this has been... With stats to back it up. ...oversold. And yet, you were talking about, before we we, we started this podcast, you were saying that that, um, Hector and Simon, one of the reasons they'd come all this way for the drinks was because they they were fearing, we're going to get another bloody lockdown. I mean, this is... They're both nodding sadly right now. Ah, 
how can we do this? I mean, wh- wh- when, when does the madness end? Well, you see it being done incrementally by the papers, which I, I will not take a paper now. I will not put the BBC on in my house or my car. Don't let the BBC into your house or your car. It's cancer, and you wouldn't let cancer in, would you? So don't do it. But you see when people are retweeting articles from even The Telegraph. There was one today about... Nine out of ten pubs are not complying with COVID regulations. And you just think, I know what's happening here. They're setting it up so that they can reclose down the pub. So they've got an excuse and they're, they're getting their excuses in early. They're yes. saying, look, it wasn't working. And all they want it now is for a few cases to appear. Um, well, they'll get them because if they, if they test, yeah. you're going to find uh, people yeah. have got... If you test them, they will come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's... You can see what they're doing, but every single one of the, 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 the main papers and all the channels. Sky News are the ones coming out with it. But but Sky but News are, are, are like the, the epicenter of evil, aren't they? They're, they're just, uh, they're sort of Trotskyite nasties. They, they've long since abandoned all pretense at neutrality. I don't know what, I don't understand that. How can a former Murdoch organisation suddenly... And yet its sister operation in Australia is at the complete opposite is, end. Is, is, is very sad. Why can't we have Sky News Australia over here? Well, this is what... Surely there's a gaping hole in the market for a you vaguely thought, right-wing news organisation. Okay, so, so you're, a, you're a, a media entrepreneur and you're, you're looking at a market and you're thinking, okay, so you've got the BBC, very, 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 very left. You've got Channel 4, very, 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 very left. You've got Sky, very, 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 very left. You've got The Telegraph, pretends to be conservative, news pages, woke, SJW, bollocks. You've got The Mail. The Mail used to be a conservative newspaper, now remain a COVID absolute scaremongering. You've got The Guardian. So you so you'd be looking at this, this media climate, you're thinking, oh, I wonder whether we might offer something different. I wonder, there could be a gap in the market for you'd, a... You'd think, wouldn't you? You'd think. You'd really think. Because even, even, even talk radio, um, oh, no, is talk radio the same as Times Radio? Or is that different? No, Times Radio so, is a new thing. Okay. Is it? Right. But the thing is, talk radio and... and I, I like them up to a, up to a point. I, I I like going on their shows, but they initially sort of uh, tried luring me over with promises of, of of shows and things, and then they dropped me like a hop. They suddenly you know they, it, it was like you you invite somebody out on a date and 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 then suddenly you 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 won't you won't return the the calls, mm-hmm. having initially kind of flirted a lot like you like you were going to be really get you were going to put out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get the feeling that 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 they're they're just like controlled opposition. I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound like Alex Jones here, but I think a lot of the, the, the people that they'll they'll allow to be their radio presenters are, are kind of they're not like we are, not really. Well, I suppose they're drawing from a, a the, the same pool of um, talent as, as the existing broadcasters. So you might find someone. With broadcast experience, where are they going to have got that broadcast experience? They're going to be tainted, aren't they, to some degree? Yeah, yeah there is that. I, I mean, I, just just give our, our friend uh, Julie Hartley Brewer, for, for, for example. I mean, Ju- Julie is great, and she's she's 
feisty and fluent and lovely and funny and, and so, so much going for her. But she's she's got the Trump derangement syndrome thing, which which is a as, as far as a kind of woke radio boss would be a, uh, is concerned would be a point in her favour. She's quite unsound on on Mars. You'd never get that. They'd never allow somebody as as uber sound as me to to have a show because I'm just too sound. The, mm. the, the, it, the radio would explode. Yeah, it was like what you were saying. Uh, are we outliers, or or are we actually representative? Are we, of, are uh, we the bad? <laughs> or are, are there many more like us? And what I'm finding with the Third Wednesday group, I know I keep going on about it, but actually, it's been it's been a salvation. Correct me if I'm wrong, Simon and Hector. For a lot of people in the group who are joining in on the chat that we have on um, on WhatsApp. Uh, in between our drink sessions, that they're actually meeting in real life people who think like them and they thought they were the only ones. And um, it turns out they've got a lot of friends who, yes, they'll wear the masks, they'll uh, pay lip service to how dangerous COVID is, but actually they don't believe any of it. So I think you've got a huge amount of people who are doing the don't want to rock the boat, don't want to stick their head above the parapet. So although we might be outliers as people who will be out and proud about these views, there's a heck of a lot of people who aren't buying it but aren't prepared to speak out. I tell you what I have noticed about about the the, the fans that I, I, I meet um, who, who accost me occasionally at Malibu, uh, Malibu Station and, and the people I meet at, at um, your Libertarian Drinks. Um, they're more than averagely, averagely intelligent. I mean, your libertarian drinks crowd, I, I, I look at some of their conversations on, you know, the WhatsApp group and stuff. And I'm thinking, bloody hell, any of these it's people, high level stuff, any of these people could have been my contemporaries at Oxford. And, mm-hmm. I, and, and, and you don't normally have that experience. I, so, so maybe we just attract intelligent people. Even the those who consider themselves to be less intelligent in the group are way above average intelligence. It, it, uh, but they, they sometimes the, feel intimidated by the level of the of the conversations and the big words being used. But even they are very well informed. And, and bright. the women folk are more than usually attractive. And the men have much larger penises than, than the national average. <laughs> I, enormous. It's like it's like it's like horse of the year show. Is what it is. <laughs> So that's another big plug for Third Wednesday Dreams. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can just finish off the last two because they're going way back now. We normally have about 10 in between. Uh, this is Dick why podcasts. people have been crying out. They want the manner that is Dick. Well, I haven't even listened to the Mads Grant one. Um, so that I've got people have been distracted by just looking at Mads Grant. They, they, they just, just uh, she is a little bit of a, a, a pin-up girl for the Third Wednesday group. And uh, and what we, about you? No, don't we don't no, want to go. No, 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 we don't want to do that right no? now. No, I'll tell the others why? later on. Why? No, why can't we say on the no, podcast? No, but now, but this, this will be something no, people no, want to ask no, us privately. But Dick, now. Yeah. now that people. Now that people see you're all cagey, they're going to be thinking it's much, much worse than... They're going to be thinking, like, you've got a kind of I don't, want to, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell everyone later. This oh, will be right. another incentive uh, to okay. come to drinks. Oh, right. okay. yeah. oh fair enough. Uh, I'm not going to kiss and tell. All oh, right, okay. Um, Dick, has, Dick has not got a thing for Mads. That's not, that wasn't the story. <laughs> that he, wasn't he, the no, story. he hasn't got a kind of sort of wank shrine to Mads. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to dig you out. You've of a just hole. lost another half dozen. I'm trying patrons. to dig you out of a hole. Stop yeah. you being embarrassed by. First, what pe- it's a horse penis, and now it's a yeah, wank yeah, shrine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, Dominic Frisbee. I have a wank shrine to Dominic. <laughs> I do. I, I wear a top hat. <laughs> and, and a bow tie. And, and I dance around. No, a cravat more than more of a... Do you know, Dominic is actually, he's like, he's not like, like, like our dad, obviously. But when I'm driving along in the car... <laughs> On a, on a, you know, uh, when I, uh, for my one of my tr- many treatments that I have, mm. there's one one treatment where I have to drive for an hour and a half, and obviously I get bored. I can't. I I, I listen to Spotify, but I get distracted after a time, and I need human interaction. Mm. And so I, I ring up you. Mm. I ring up Pa. Sometimes I ring up Helen. Mm. Um, and that's our I, sister. And then I ring up Dominic. All right. And he's normally available for me. <laughs> it's a question of availability. He doesn't get to. And we talk about gold and Bitcoin and, and, and his, new, his new song. I am enjoying his book, The Daylight Robbery. Uh, it starts off very light and then it gets heavier and heavier as he gets into the whole Bitcoin bit. But uh, it, it, I think it's a must if you want to understand current economics. And, it's uh, about is it his, his tax book. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very, yeah. it's very, very good. Yeah, the history it's, of tax. It sounds like it should be incredibly boring, but it couldn't be. When you when you realise that the American Civil War was not about slavery, it was about tax. Ultimately, mm. I I hadn't realised the degree to which the North had been reaping the South. I mean, not I mean economically, mm-hmm. it saw it as a cash cow, and I think that I think the Southern states were trying to get independence from this from from Washington grabbing it who, who wouldn't want to not pay tax yeah, but the, 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 the slave re- thing is a, is a much better narrative isn't it it's much easier to sell generations of school kids yeah so uh yeah yeah uh, and then finally um the the wonderful simon dolan simon's been on twice um and we love simon he's a new discovery he's come out of nowhere he's, i had never heard of, of nowhere and, and what a, well, great a bit like writer. hector hector came out of nowhere there's a few heroes alistair hames came out of nowhere it's it's one it cometh the hour cometh the men you say you say hector came out of nowhere he had previously run a very successful group called skeptics in the pub and um it's pretty much pioneering what i've been doing with third wednesday so yeah um, yeah but even skeptics in the pub wasn't a, exactly a household name whereas it was now hector is is the the go-to man for anyway for covid skepticism, for COVID skepticism. yeah absolutely well, that, that's the pods bit done. Yeah. There was one thing I had written down that... Uh, I've got a question to ask you. Go on. Is there a yes-no game this week? <laughs> no. Very, that's the correct answer. <laughs> it's a shit answer, <laughs> I, I might I know say. it'll be disappointing a lot of people, yeah. but, uh, um, yeah, it, it, it's... In a way, Sir Dan of Seas lists have... Um, taken the place of yes no for the go-to soundness register can i can i use that as an opt-out you don't look convinced can you repeat the question (laughs) you're not the boss of me now i know i I knew where you're going (laughs) but anyway what what i had got written down was um, my Yellow Mattress Awards, which have been running, rumbling along nicely on Twitter. I like your Nazi Yellow Mattress. I did a nice little logo of a, a mattress with a lovely big piss stain with a round all saying Yellow Mattress Awards. And we've been 
dishing them out to worthy um, this is only the nominations nominations we have so we're going to have a fantastic ceremony where all the nominees will be invited there'll be Matt Hancock Jeremy Vine the mayor of London um, the entire county of Cornwall um, how how deserving are they of the yellow mattress award? Oh. essentially saying uh, if you don't mind we will take the money but can the tourists stay away please because they're diseased and horrible and not, we, we don't want to die not dissimilar attitudes prevailed in, in Sulcombe the, yeah. the last time I, w- I was there the, the, there seems to be this attitude that well I think part of the problem is that there are the retirees who go down there and and they don't care about the local economy. They don't give a shit whether the pubs are. are, are no, it makes it has no it effect. Makes on no them. difference. So so so, but going. It's not just the retirees, as you know, one of the one of the things one does in Sorkham if one hasn't got a boat, which we don't, because we're not really yachty. Not people. anymore. We used to. Uh, we had we a chug chug, but we're not uh, yachty people, no, are God, we? No, no. Not. Although, oh yacht God, wankers, no, no, don't term. say that. What? We've been invited on a yacht. On oh, a boat. I'll happily go on someone else's yacht. Yeah, it, we've it been invited. Me. <laughs> but all right, fact, no, we'll scratch fact, the no, yacht. Dick, wanker Dick, comment. Dick, Dick. Yeah? We were, we were, we were invited, and, and now you bloody and tell me. Yeah, I know, but because it got completely um, uh, ruined by my by my bad back. Oh, your bad back stopped me going on a yacht. Yeah, it was going to be. It was going to be. In fact, there was talk of doing it on the on the podcast. We're doing it. We're doing a, a yacht podcast. Well, suddenly I like yachts. A yeah, lot. yeah, exactly. And, uh, I, I think know. Yeah, the, yeah. The people who sail them are the finest among us. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, let so, me so just say that one of my reasons for hating yacht wankers is our uncle's apartment in uh, Solcombe is a few yards uphill from the Solcombe Yacht Club. Yeah. And you can hear them having their parties late into the night during whatever it is week there's a week when they sail a particular type of little sailing dinghy and they are the particularly boisterous um noisy aggressive crowd and and i've hated them ever since the the night they kept me up until 2 a.m with their singing and their singing sea shanties it's like the the night that the my first night i went hunting and I stayed in a. I stayed with a with a, a a weird mix of people, including Steve Hilton's wife, Rachel Whetstone, who used to be in a senior advisor in the Tory Party, and right. a, a weird mix of of restaurateurs, of mm. cooks, um, and all sorts of people. And one of the people there was this foreign posh woman, you know, like titled, mm. um, and. She kept me awake on the night before I wanted, I was going hunting and I wanted to go to sleep so that I would be in a what good state. What was she state. doing to you? She was doing nothing to me. She was, she was been partying in a kind of foreign way. But like, did, were you enjoying staying up? No, I was, I was in bed listening oh, right. to the noise of... She was German or Danish or something. Right. And I was being kept awake. Oh, I see. Right. How do you, but it was just her. Well, might, she might have involved other people as well, but she was the instigator. Right, okay. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was off. It it is when you want your sleep, you do yeah, bitterly you hate do, yeah, anyone denying do. it. You. Yeah, you do. Especially going hunting. So you were admiring my my new version of the Yellow Mattress Award, which was a special down under thing. This is nicely bookending this podcast because we started off with a rant about Australia, mm. and we're ending with one because I didn't think bedwetting was a good enough 
a description of the, the Victoria police. It, it's not bedwetting, it's fascism. And so I did a lovely match, uh, a, a swastika-shaped piss stain on an upside-down mattress. Very clever, see what I did there? Yes. Um, made the background blue, put seven-pointed stars, is it? Seven point. come on, it's your flag. You don't know how many points on the stars of your flag. I counted them on, on a thing on Google. I think there's seven. It's, it's special. That's a quiz. Reason. If you got that wrong, hmm? if you've now put into my head the idea that there are seven stars. No, seven this. pointed stars. How many points there are on the star? I think there's five stars or something, but there's specifically seven pointed stars. It's going to come up in a quiz one day. Yeah. And I'm not going to know. Because you so go go with seven. Now. Go with seven. Yeah, but it could, that could be the wrong answer. And and probably <laughs> probably you've cost me dinner at the Ivy, uh, a trip staying at a rich person's house in I don't know Mykonos. I've gone on completely ruined our yacht trip. Yeah. Maybe cursed our trip to Israel, ruined your career, and lost you several uh, patrons because yeah, of yeah, the, yeah, the wank shrine. Yeah, don't say, don't swear. <laughs> That's it. This is the, so thank you, Lady. Thank you, special friend. I've enjoyed your company. This was the last podcast I should ever be doing because I know that my career is now ruined by dick. <laughs> That's not a very nice way of finishing. No, no, no. And, and, and the good news is I was only joking. This is not going to be the last podcast. No, but you might have to wait another 10 weeks before you get another one. And what if they lock down again? Oh, dear. You know, I'm going on holiday. I'm going to Greece. When? I booked some flights to Greece. Um, like Very soon, isn't very it? Very soon. Yeah. But not. But whether it will be soon enough to, to get there before the lockdown, I don't know. How are they policing people isolating when they get back? Are they going to send people to your doors? I, I don't know. I would imagine that if you're a top celebrity like I am, it's going to be quite difficult for me to go out and about because, you know, just people, the paparazzi are going to just... Well, just one, of, one of the Yellow Mattress Awards was for Ed Davey, who had tweeted, I've asked Kent Police, asking them to investigate whether Nigel Farage has broken quarantine rules. He was in the USA on the evening of the June the 20th, but was out and about earlier today. And that was dated the 4th of July. So, yes, you've, you've got, got the Ed exactly Davies of this world. how Ed Davey talks, except he's Sir Ed <sighs> Davey. Can you imagine? No, I can't. It's ghastly. It just makes you not want a knighthood anymore. I'm so not getting a knighthood. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I, what I mean is I'm, when, when they offer me, I'm going to so turn it down. Are you, though? Really? Well, it depends. It, Couldn't it, you convince yourself you were rehabilitating the award no, by no, taking it, it on? It totally depends. It depends on if, okay, if the knighthood is being awarded by, I know, under the premiership of Madeline Grant. Oh, well, there you go. The premiership of Madeline Grant. And um, who is king at this time? Who is king? Um, Have we had a revolution and it's not, not a Windsor? Yeah, I'm wondering about that. I, because I'm not a, I'm not a Republican. Um, no, I'm, we, not, we, I'm we, not an we, anti-monarchist. We, we, we love our royals. And yet... In theory. And he, and yeah, I mean, they've been ruined, haven't they? Mm. They really have. When, when Phil and Liz go, what does it leave us with? I mean... Charles is bad, and I, I worry about William. He's, he seems to be 
thick and woke and arrogant. It's not a really good it's combination, also ghastly, is it? Isn't it? Maybe their kids will be all right. But how? By reacting very strongly against their parents. Yeah. In a way that these two haven't no, at all. No, that's the mm. problem, isn't it? I, I, I'd love to bring. How are we going to leave this on a positive note? We're going to have something nice. Um, this is a song of hope. <laughs> What's that from? It's from. The song remains the same. <laughs> but it's what Plant says before before he. Ding 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 ding. All right. Ding. obviously we'll dub the (laughs) we'll be dubbing the original over the top of this at great expense there's a lady who's sure (laughs) is this the drugs kicking in do you think that's cheered people up i'm not sure (laughs) not sure it really has so go on on, use your use your artistic imagination because that's what that's what you're here for well look let's just urge people to get out there and meet other people IRL get out there start a third Wednesday group or just meet friends that what d- that's that's your answer give a, a plug to your no the, not it's not it's a plug, plug. To it's not friendship it's dick. a plug to getting out there and meeting we don't me do, new friends we don't do friendship dick come on that's that's just like that's for that's for those accountancy podcasts I mentioned <laughs> they they can talk about about friendship we can do better than that come on have another go have another go i don't know hector i'm throwing it over to you simon should we buy buy hector's book because yeah that's great we're we're having more product placement hector's book remind us what it's called hector uh it's called uh, days of wine and cheese days of wine and cheese it's Although Hector tries to deny it, it's based on his time as a philosophy professor in a, a British university, and it sounds bloody ghastly. Actually, wait, Dick. What? I'm worried that there's loads and loads of stuff that I'd meant to say. Yeah. That I. Well, you don't take notes, so you know how do you expect that to happen? I've got yeah. two pages of people notes I should thank. Um, obviously, number one, obviously, my, my, my patrons pa- yeah, yeah. on Subscribestar and Patreon. Drink twist tea. Drink twist, twist, twist tea. Um, um, send gin. So yes, yeah, send gin. Mm-hmm. Whiskey's um, good too, as long as it's nice scotch. We've got I, actually. I really dick. want. I was I was given a bottle. I was meant to give. There you, you go. We got there. I, you're you're meant to give to me. Yes, a bottle of really nice whiskey. Um, from the guy who's invited us on his boat. <laughs> smooth yeah and i forgot i forgot i had to send i had to send the wife out to buy whiskey the other day because i very cowardly didn't want to go mask free to buy whiskey i thought it was unlikely that someone i've got to go and buy some could drink whiskey i've got to go and buy some rolling papers shortly well this is it could i have a bottle of whiskey i can't possibly disclose actually Actually, I, I can't wear a mask, but can I have some king-size Rizzlers, please? Actually, I tell you, I, I, let me tell you, tell you a funny story um, about about that about that thing. Go on. Um, we are very old school with our um, jazz woodbine. Am I mm-hmm. to say that that word without giving away the game? Possibly. Uh, no one will guess, will they? No. Um, I like. I, I'm old school. I like to use. Two, three, three small papers mm-hmm. rather than one large paper. It seems to be 
like newfangled and cheating. God, granddad, you but, really need. Yes, to. well, this is this is this is this is the thing. Yeah. So the kids came back from university, and I think they may have seen their mother um, rolling one or something, or I don't know, or they'd heard tell that they're right, and they just found it the most hilarious thing. It was like it was like listening to music on a wind-up gramophone or right. something. <laughs> um, do, do, is, is it a generational thing? Do, 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 does our generation roll their jaws well, with... For rolling normal roll-ups, yeah. I daughter keeps reminding me of the time that she had an 18th birthday party and all her friends were... I came into the kitchen because uh, you, you have to be in the house at that age. Um, and they were all incompetently trying to make roll-ups because yeah. at that age it's the cool thing to do. And Is it? I looked at them. I hey, oh, so we really said, cool. you're doing it all wrong. And so I sat down and showed them how to make a proper roll-up. And um, they now forever know me as the cool dad who showed them how to make a proper roll-up. And uh, I think it's a fantastic reputation. But as far as the, the jazz woodbines thing is I, I don't know what the prevailing wisdom is on that but i like the 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 silver um king size rizzlers the very thin paper yeah i think thin paper is good although although i've i i've never i've never smoked a joint made with licorice what, papers. What's, a, what's a joint it's a it's a like a beef or lamb it's oh, a, right, it's okay. a, it's right, a cut um that because we were talking just about jazz woodbines, which is a just, completely different thing. Oh, is it? Yes. What are they? God, we're going round in circles no, now. Ju- just before, just before um, things went really crazy, before the lockdown, in mm. fact, I went to a very good play in London um, with Loza, mm-hmm. um, and it was, it was yeah, it was great. And uh, he got me, he he got me into smoking cigarettes with um licorice leaf papers oh right um so there we are <laughs> nice yeah um well do you want to do you want to come next door and eat green lentil I do, yes i do actually i'm really <laughs> hungry actually good so that's what I'm because do. i've made some yeah, really nice food yeah. for okay. you well let's go and do that okay so um thanks thanks guest um well it was nice to end on a high in the end yeah, wasn't it yeah it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, see what I did there. Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. Bye bye. Um, sorry, f- sorry, everyone, for all the things I've forgotten to say uh, uh, to thank you for. Um, but next time, okay. Bye bye. <laughs>